Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation. I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program. Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I'm here to check in with you. That's what I wanted to start out with. I was just thinking, you know, it's December, we're running around, we're trying to get gifts, we're trying to go to the holiday parties, we're trying to be everywhere all at once and do everything and keep everybody happy. So I just want to start this episode with a check-in with yourself. How are you really doing? What do you need? I work with people in the program and I teach them one of my tricks for rewiring the relationship with yourself, and that is learning how to check in with yourself throughout the day where you say, how am I feeling really? Like, how am I really doing? And what do I need in order to feel more supported? So take a second, check in with you right now. How are you doing? What do you need? Maybe you need to go journal about that after this episode because I've got some real good value for you. But I just want to acknowledge the holidays. We're all guilty of this. We run around. We're so busy. A lot of us don't take time to tune in with ourselves. So don't forget to do that. Such a gift for yourself. 
Speaking of gifts, I am going to be hosting a three-day challenge, and these challenges have been so popular. We get a lot of people that join. I know the last time we did it, it was at least 250-some people, even more. Um, So don't miss out. I actually hear from people that they get so much value out of this, and I know that every time I do it, it gets better and better. So this one will be the best challenge ever. And it is going to be happening, mark your calendars, December 12th, 13th, and 14th. So it'll be a three-day challenge, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, my early gift to you this year for Christmas. And of course, I'll put all the details as soon as I have them. They will be on my Instagram page at Dr. Morgan Coaching on Instagram, and they will be in the show notes. So stay tuned. If they're not here yet, they'll be here and make sure you sign up because it's going to be a life-changing challenge. And I'm sure some of you have done it before or you're current clients, past clients, it's always helpful to review, to do it together as a group. I think it's uh, something that you can always benefit from, even if you've already done the work. So I'd love to have you there. I know that it's going to be life-changing. All right, let's talk about today's episode. This is a really important topic that doesn't get talked about enough. Not only does it not get talked about enough, it kind of gets talked about in a very clinical, scientific way. So my goal is to really break this down so that you can understand it. And what does it actually mean? I feel like I need a drum roll. Drum roll, please. The topic is protest behaviors. We are going to talk about protest behaviors. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but this will be your opportunity to just learn about it in a new way on a deeper level. We're going to dive in. And I will say this, I did talk a lot about protest behaviors at a recent masterclass I put on. So if you want even more, I would recommend watching that masterclass. So I'll put that in the show notes um, so that you can watch it. All right. Protest behaviors. It's in the name protest behaviors. But what does it mean? What are we protesting, right? We protesting fair wages. We protesting um, not getting the snack that we want. No, no, no. Protest behaviors is all about protesting insecurity in the attachment or perceived insecurity um, or protesting perceived distance from your partner. And I don't mean physical, although it can be physical. Uh, And I feel like those of you listening are like, okay, give me an example, which I'm going to do. Think about this. If you have a child and you have the caregiver and mom is leaving the room and you have this one-year-old baby, what does the child do when mom leaves the room, they cry, right? The crying is an example of a protest behavior. It's saying, no, no, I don't want there to be a disruption in our attachment, right? You're my secure object. It's the protest. And what happens is we develop protest behaviors. They're learned. 
And we developed them in childhood because at one point they worked. They helped us create security. So we learned to do them because they helped create some sense of security, even if it was a false sense. Maybe they still helped us create a sense of security. And a lot of us are taking the protest behaviors that we used in childhood and we're using them in our adult relationships and they're actually sabotaging our relationships. They are causing us to experience painful, painful uh, conflict or painful breakups and they're a form of self-sabotage. So I want to talk about some common protest behaviors, and then I want to tell you what to do instead. Okay, so examples. And here's my, here's my official definition, okay? Protest behavior definition, anything that we do to indirectly protest disruption and or insecurity of our attachment to our partner. So here are some examples. Number one, reaching out for constant contact. This can be emotional or physical. So this is, and this was me in the past, absolutely very guilty of wanting constant contact, whether it was physical or the text every hour or a few times a day. It was part of my attachment system's need was to have that contact because I was not operating in a securely attached way. So my brain was needing that reassurance, that contact to try to create some secure attachment, even though no matter how much I got, I wouldn't feel secure. So this is where my nerd brain kicks in. And I love thinking about the early research with um, John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth And we think about secure attachment, right? What does that look like? When we have secure attachment, it means the parent could leave or our partner could leave and we can self-soothe and we can emotionally regulate ourselves. And we know that just because they are gone, that does not mean that the relationship has any threats or that the relationship will end or that there's something wrong. So with secure attachment, we can internalize that object, our our secure object, aka our partner in the dating world. We can internalize that and know that the relationship is good, that we have a great relationship, that we're securely attached, even if we're not in contact with our partner. Okay, so I hope you followed that. I hope that that kind of helps, um, that, that it just gives you some understanding as to why reaching out for constant contact can happen um, and that it really is coming out of that protesting the insecurity in the connection. Okay, moving on. The second protest behavior is focusing on potential threats, catastrophizing the relationship, classic example here. You are dating someone, it's going pretty well. And then they're going on vacation uh, to Mexico with one of their friends. And your brain is going through all the scenarios of, oh my gosh, they're going to meet somebody at the bar. We're going to break up. They're going to 
have a fling, they're going to cheat on me, et cetera, et cetera. You're focusing on the potential threats to the relationship. And this kind of protest behavior usually ends up with us passive aggressively checking on our partner. Like you're looking at their Instagram stories, or maybe you're like, um, sending them messages like, what are you up to every hour? That's the thing about protest behaviors is they're indirect, right? Like it's a, it's a behavior, but it's not, um, it's not directly communicated, which I'll talk about, but focusing on threats, catastrophizing, spending your energy, thinking of ways the relationship's going to end. And this happens a lot in anxious attachment. It can happen with avoidant attachment as well. That's what I want you to know is these protest behaviors can happen regardless of your attachment style. Um, I could go on and on about this one. There's so many examples, right? Maybe your partner has a friend at work of the opposite sex and you find yourself coming up with these scenarios that him and that friend are, um, you know, going to run away together. There's all kinds of ways this can manifest. The third protest behavior I'm going to talk about is using blame or guilt to get what you want. So a lot of times this looks like passive aggressive communication. So maybe your partner has been really busy and they're hanging out with their friends and you haven't seen them. And you could say something like, well, I guess you just care about your friends more than me. Your friendships are more important. Have a nice time tonight. Like you're blaming, using guilt, right? Or if you really wanted them to go with you on a trip, even though they've got a lot of work to do, um, maybe you guilt and you say something like, well, I went with you when, when I had a lot of work to do and I made it happen. You're guilting, you're blaming, right? Really unhealthy way to get what we want. Rumin- the fourth one I'm going to talk about is rumination about the relationship. And rumination is just a fancy way of saying, thinking about something over and over and over so that it's actually impacting your daily functioning. Like you cannot get it out of your head. I've been guilty of this. I know lots of clients I've helped have been guilty of this, where you're just constantly thinking about the relationship. And if I pause for a second and I go, oh my God, I wish I could get all the time and energy that I had spent in the past ruminating about relationships, right? Like it was a huge energy drain for me. And it's this protest behavior of your brain going, well, maybe I can create secure attachment if I just constantly am thinking about my partner, right? Which we know it totally backfires. All right, the last protest behavior I'm going to talk about is talking about ending a relationship or going on a break, quote unquote. This one is interesting because, of course, sometimes it's, I mean, I I don't know how to say this. Sometimes 
you can talk about ending a relationship and it's talked about in a way where you've been really open and honest, you're setting a boundary. And in reality, you say, if this does not change or if this boundary is not honored, then yes, I am thinking about ending the relationship. So it comes from a place of honesty. The protest behavior version is you talk about it. However, you have no intention of ending the relationship. So like, I should just break up with you then. I even think about this as um, humor. How many of us joke about it? But you know, humor. Oh man, don't get me started on that. Like there's a lot of truth to when we're joking, even if we say that there isn't, there's usually at least some small underlying truth when we're joking. So if you're talking about breaking up with someone and you don't actually intend to, that is a form of protest behavior. And then going on a break, this is a fascinating one, right? We are essentially saying, I need to pause this relationship. And what's what's fascinating to me is this is definitely more of an avoidance strategy. Um, But what's happening is you're saying that basically I cannot navigate what is coming up for me in this relationship. So I'm unable to communicate through whatever is coming up. And instead of being able to work through it, I'm saying, let's just walk away and then come back. Do I think breaks can be helpful? Yes and no. In this this scenario, in the context of a protest behavior, saying that we're on a break, This would look like you hadn't really had a conversation. You had no clear understanding of what a break meant. um, And you were actually just avoiding conflict because going on a break is not going to magically turn your relationship into a securely attached relationship. Those issues are still there. Now, Of course, there's different scenarios where you're going on a break and you've both talked about it and there's communication and maybe you have secure attachment and it's a really intentional thing that you're doing together. That's incredibly different. How many of you have experienced the, oh, we're going on a break and you're actually using it as a test? classic protest behavior. Let's go on a break and see if we still love each other, right? Like see if you miss me or I'm just going to make him see how valuable I am by um, going on a break. And I can tell you this, that that is damaging, right? Because the intent is not clearly stated, So we're trying to get a need met and we're doing it in an indirect way and it usually backfires. So I hope this made sense. I just went on a long tangent there, but there's a lot of context to going on a break or talking about ending a relationship. There's scenarios where sure, it could be healthy and there's scenarios where it's a protest behavior and you're testing your partner and you're likely not going about the relationship in a healthy way. 
All right. <laughs> so those were just some protest behaviors. Believe it or not, there's a lot more. But those are some of the common ones. Maybe you can think of other ones. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching if you related to any of these. I want to know, have you done any of these? Do you have any light bulbs going off right now? I'd love to hear. Um, and I have to tell you what you should do instead. So let's talk about that. What should you do instead? All right. Number one, you want to learn how to self-soothe and emotionally regulate. This is huge. I've said this before. A lot of us never learned how to do this because we did not have parents that helped us do this. So we never internalized self-soothing or emotional regulation skills because it was never taught to us. We were never supported in doing it. So there's a lot of adults walking around that never learned how to regulate their emotions. And if that's you, that's okay. That was me for a long time. I want you to know that it's absolutely possible to learn how to regulate your emotions. And that's why it's one of the very first things that we do inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program. We help our clients with emotional regulation because it is crucial for setting the foundation for secure attachment. Okay, so step one was emotional regulation. Step two of what to do instead of protest behaviors is align with the securely attached version of you. So you want to ask yourself, what would securely attached me do? Right? Very important. And this is another one where if you're not really sure, it's helpful to develop a model of securely attached you. This is one of the things we also do inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program, of course, because I'm all about helping people become securely attached. And it's not just knowing it, but it's actually embodying it and becoming the securely attached version of you. The third thing you would do is you would address insecurities in the attachment directly. This is huge, right? So instead of the, let's go on a break and then I'll make sure that he misses me and I'll make him jealous, right? Instead of the indirect protest behavior, you would say something like, hey, I felt really disappointed when we did not have any quality time together for the last three weeks. The story I'm telling myself is that you're not interested in me and you don't want this relationship to grow. What I need is clear communication about if you want to be in this relationship or not. Okay, look at that. Dang, a lot harder to do. So much healthier, so much more effective, will save you a ton of time. And then you get to build your confidence muscle around communicating assertively and in a securely attached way. All right, the fourth thing that I would want you to do, and this is my gift to you, this is a huge tip, a real bonus for you. So if you're driving, you might want to come back to this, you might want to write this down, but this is a really great way to start practicing 
slowing down and intentionally communicating so that you can actually create secure attachment. Okay, are you ready for it? Here it is. What I would want you to do is practice this process that I call process, filter, intentionally communicate. And what it, so it's three steps. The, the first step is process, which means let's say you are upset with your partner about him not doing the dishes. You live together, you're always doing the dishes and you have this rage and you want to communicate with him and you have all these things you want to say about all the things you do and he takes you for granted and all this stuff. Instead of communicating it directly, I want you to pause and I want you to write it out in your journal or write it in the notes app on your phone so that you're processing and you're getting it all out, but you're not, you're not getting it out directly to your partner. So you're just processing, you're getting it all out. Second step filter. The filter is really important. You want to ask yourself this question. What would be helpful for my relationship? What would help us build secure attachment And you want to take anything from your processing, um, processing note that would be helpful. You want to take from that, filter out anything that's not helpful. And you want to take and deliver the things to your partner that would be helpful, which is the third step, which is intentionally communicate. So very simple, but I, I will tell you this, this three-step process will help your relationship. It will allow you to intentionally communicate. It'll slow you down and it will likely prevent escalated arguments. So once again, that was process, filter, intentionally communicate. Wow. This was some real gold in today's episode. We talked about protest behaviors. I gave you a ton of examples. We talked about why they happen so that you have that awareness. And then I gave you things that you can do instead. Really, really valuable stuff. If you got value out of this and you know you want more and you're really ready to become that securely attached, confident version of you that attracts a great relationship, you know that I am so passionate about the Empowered Secure Love Program, and I would love to be your coach and to have you join that community. So if this really spoke to you today, I just want to encourage you to apply to the program. There's no commitment. You learn more about the program, and you can see if it'd be a good fit for you. We've helped over 400 women move towards secure attachment. And I can tell you this, we get a lot of messages and we get um, photos of engagement rings and people having babies. And it's been long enough now that some of my early clients are having babies and they're in these great relationships. And I love seeing that. However, what I love the most is the internal transformation that our clients have when they tell me, oh my gosh, I love myself for the first time. I am doing things every day to honor my worth. Or they say something like, wow, I just set a boundary with my dad for the first time in my life. Or, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. I advocated for myself at work and I got a raise. 
I love seeing people become the version of themselves that effortlessly creates what they want in their life. And that's what I'm about in this program is really doing that deep inner work so that it's not about tips and tricks and what to say and what to do, but it's about helping you become the version of you that effortlessly attracts all the things that you want in your life, including a wonderful partner who is kind, who is supportive, who is securely attached, who wants to grow with you and build a great relationship. All right, y'all. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. Maybe you took some notes. And of course, you know, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Do not forget that we have the three-day challenge happening you better be there. It's going to be a ton of value. Once again, that's happening December 12th, 13th, and 14th. All right. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.